Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the March 9th edition of The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. The Court Report, brought to you by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn, comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Tuesday night at 7 p.m., right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Every week, we will take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League-related, including scores, standings, and interesting topics covering all of your Yeshiva sports needs. If it interests you, it'll be here because this show is all about you. Had a game this week? Let us know. Friend me on Facebook. Send me a message. My name is Elliot Weiselberg. That's W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. Or like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is Y-L-S Wiseguy. That's Y-L-S-W-E-I-S-G-U-Y. Or email me at Elliot at NahumSiegel.com, because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank you once again to our sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. If you've won an MYHSAL championship over the last 10 years, and two teams have already done so tonight, you already know about the great job that they do. So please contact Mike and his amazing staff at Crown Trophy of Brooklyn for all of your trophy and plaque needs. They can be reached at 718-769-4111. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, assistant coach of the Yeshiva Flatbush Falcons JV and varsity hockey teams, and co-coach of the Yeshiva Hartora Junior High hockey team. But most of all, like you, I am a Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids each and every week with you live. Tonight, though, I am not in Brooklyn. I am on location in Yeshiva University, where only a few minutes ago, the JV and varsity basketball championships took place at the Max Stern Athletic Center. On tonight's show, we will recap the week leading up to today's games and give you the rundown of all the fantastic action that took place just a short while ago. We also have a few interviews that we're going to get to from today's games. Uh, Finally, we'll get you caught up on the hockey action from this past week leading up to their championship, which will happen on March 23rd. But the focus today will really be about basketball. First, let's start off in JV and catch you up on how the two teams got to today's game. As we said last week, all four number one teams advanced to the semifinal round. One semifinal featured Tuesday night's battle between uh, visitors to DRS Wildcats, the Long Island Division champions, and host Frisch, the New Jersey Division champions. Frisch, 9-1 in the regular season, opened up a 6-0 lead, but would be behind the eight ball after that as DRS went on a tear. The Wildcats opened up a 10-point lead at the end of the third and pushed it out to as much as 15 in the final quarter before settling in for the 57-46 win over the now former defending champions. In the other semifinal on Wednesday, Brooklyn Division champion undefeated Flappish Falcons hosted the 8-2 New York City champion SAR Sting. Right off the bat, it was clear that there would be two different styles of play used. Flappish not afraid to attack the interior, and SAR more reliant on their outside shooting. In fact, the Sting's 12 points in the first quarter all came from, from beyond the arc. At the end of one, Flappish held on to a slim two-point lead. Clock winding down in the second, Flappish up three. Jackie Michon hit a jumper at the buzzer to bring the score to 25-20. In the second half, SAR found the other side of the coin of the live-by-the-three maxim, and the cold shooting spelled the end as Flatbush converted where the Sting could not and used an effective weave to kill the clock with the ball in their possession. The Falcons hit free throws late to counter SAR buckets and walked away with a 50-39 win. Kevin Haddad dropped 14 and pulled down 8 rebounds, and Michan added 11. So with DRS and Flatbush emerging out of their respective games to set up an Eastern Conference Championship showdown, we, we, we would crown a new undefeated champion. You could tell from the tip in today's game that nerves were on fire for the players, but that quickly dissipated for both teams as DRS and Flatbush got rolling. Uh, Flatbush held a 6-3 lead early on and stuck uh, with the, and it stuck 
uh, with the Cats through the first, down only three at the close of one, 10 to seven. Uh, big man Gabriel Leifer made his presence known, putting in four in the opening stanza. The second looked to be a turning point for the Falcons. Big man A.B. Rosau, injured for most of the season, drove the lane to cut the, de the deficit to one, then recorded a monster block on the other end. Two possessions later, Rosau again hit a shot to take an 11-10 lead. But then the Cats woke up and the rest of the quarter was theirs. Leifer dropped four points for DRS, uh, quickly answered by Flappish's Jake Shalom with 3.28 to go in the half. But that would be the last we'd hear of the Falcons for the half, and for quite a while. DRS heated up from beyond the arc, uh, sorry, from, yeah, from beyond the arc, and Joab Deutsch would take over, uh, hitting a huge three to stretch Flappish out to a 20-13 lead. Uh, on the next possession, Gabriel Coulter rolls baseline under the basket, draws the D in, and sends the ball out to Deutsch for another three uh, to make it 23-13. After a David Dion foul with 44 seconds left in the half, DRS held for one, and under a second left on the clock, Joab Deutsch releases a deep dagger three to head into the break 26-13. Deutsch dropped nine in the quarter and 12 and a half to lead all scorers at that point. In the third, DRS's reign continued as the Cats extended their second quarter uh, streak out to 21-0, a run that spanned until 1.59 left in the third when Dion dropped two more. But at that point, it was already 35-15 DRS. DRS would hit two foul shots to close out the period, and Flappers would get another bucket from Dayan to keep the gap at 20 heading into the final quarter. Uh, for Flappers, was, it was a four-point stretch in about 12 minutes. In the fourth, Leifer made himself a factor once again, hitting the opening shot and registering three monster blocks. Deutsch added three more points to bring his tally to 16, earning him MVP honors on the afternoon in a 43-25 uh, DRS victory. I had the opportunity to catch up with, uh, with head coach Shia Hurts afterwards. Uh, here's an interview that he and I did after the game. I am sitting here with Shia Hurts, head coach of the 2013-2014 JV Basketball Champion DRS Wildcats. First of all, congratulations, coach, on your first championship and our DRS's first uh, JV Basketball Championship ever, 43-25 winners over Flatbush, capping off an undefeated regular and postseason. First of Flatbush, what did you know about them coming into this game, and how did that affect your preparation? Um, I didn't really know much about Flatbush, actually. We, um, we prepared as our own game plan to do what we were supposed to do in order to execute. Um, we had no video. We had nothing. We knew nothing about Flatbush. We played first Tuesday night, and then their game was Wednesday night, but we weren't able to scout it out, so we just practiced our own um, way of playing, and we, we, we executed as based on our outcome very, very well. So, in effect, to you, just two undefeated teams, tops in their leagues, tops in their divisions, meeting up to see who could play the better game. That's exactly what it was. Um, we, ne we didn't see Flatbush or anyone. In, I mean, we saw a couple people in their division, but nothing. To do, but obviously not undefeated like Flatbush was, so we knew nothing about them, and it was a uh, head-to-head -head battle. So your route to get your boys had to go through Frisch in the semis together. Did you get the sense that once you took down Frisch that your team had to be viewed as a favorites coming into today? I was told by numerous coaches that we might be the favorites coming here today, but we didn't view it as being the favorite. We viewed it as another game to get to the ultimate goal we wanted to get to, um, which, um, which which we set out at the beginning of the season. It wasn't it wasn't um, an easy breezy game, you know. We we set out to have one goal in mind, and that's what we did. We took down the took down Flappers as an undefeated team as well. So you really didn't have any expectation as to the scores and did it, uh, in expecting the in-game and final scores to be as wide as they were did you have any notion of that coming in? I didn't have any expectations I expected my guys to play as hard as they can with some heart, with some hustle 
and to just and to just execute like we planned. We you know we were well prepared against Frisch, and uh, well, I was hoping to be as well prepared as we were against Flappers, and it, based on our outcome, it seemed like my guys executed the way that we were supposed to. You know, going back to talking about you guys, you had three big men this year who can run the floor and take the bodies down low. Last game it was Ibi Perlo and Frisch. Today it was Gabriel Leifel with 15 points and a handful of monster blocks, including a couple of big ones in the third. What has that allowed you to do that other teams just could not match this year? It kept it kept us being able to spread our offense out. I let I let my big men, you know, have the free reign to run and be mobile as they are. So when they got a rebound and were able to run the run the floor, I didn't stop them. I knew they could finish. I knew they were able to able to pass, finish, you know, execute as 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 they were point guards. So that helped us a lot, a lot, a lot within our offense. Even even um, Ackerman and even Judah Levine, these guys were able to you know able to step up and be and be big time components of our, for our team. You mentioned your point guard, Joab Deutsch, championship MVP, 16 points on the afternoon, three big threes in the second, including the shot at the buzzer to end the half. Talk about the contribution that Deutsch has made for you this season. Joab Deutsch from the get-go was a um, was my point guard. I knew I wanted to be my point guard, and I told him in the beginning of the season that he's going to be our uh, our catalyst to win the game. So today he happened to, today he happened to have stepped up immensely against Frisch. He wasn't he wasn't as good as he was today, but it didn't matter because today's where we needed him, and he hit his shots big time shots from the half from the threes that he started hitting. He was on fire. And couldn't have asked for a better performance. So going back to the game, from the middle of the second period to the middle of the third, your boys won a 21-0 to run and held them to four points in the entire third. Was there anything that you said in the locker room regarding defense that helped, helped move that along? I emphasized defense throughout the game, in the huddles, in the locker room, before the game, at, you know, and during halftime as well. Our defense was superb, but I couldn't have asked for better defense today. Um, we kept Flatbush to, uh, I think, four or five points in the third quarter, and that, you know, that, that's, where we took, that's where we took off. I thought that our defense was excellent. We went from 1-3-1 to 2-1-2, and then we just executed on offense. That shift, was it something you saw in Flavish's play that allowed you to make that decision? No, it actually was a shift that we used against Frisch, and we thought that since Flavish was trying to prepare for us, we'd keep it fresh and switch in and out of it to see to, to try to get them off their off their game. Uh, so it was a chess move. You, you make one move, we make another. You, we, we assume you make one, or you assume we'll make one, and we'll make a totally different one for you. That's, a, that's what we were trying to do, and it worked out in our favor. So, clock winds down. Describe that feeling for the listeners at home. Um, the clock winds down, you know, even with a minute left, and I knew the game was in hand, I looked at my team, and I gave them all high fives, and I said, hell of a season, guys. I knew I knew this is what they set out to go, set out to get to, and they had a goal, and we, you know, we, 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 took, out, we took out everything on our way, and when the clock wound down, and since I've been doing this five years in the first championship, it was uh, an awesome, awesome feeling, and I hope to repeat the feeling, you know, for years to come. I know that you want to enjoy this and focus on this year, but uh, what do you expect to see from DRS once the ball tips off in October? I honestly don't even know. I know I have uh, five returning freshmen, and uh, who knows what's going to come in. So I, I can't even – I don't know. I hope we have uh, we have guys that are able to perform and, you know, get to the, the same place we got to this year, and, you know, we'll see what happens come October. Well, Coach, Coach, congratulations once again. Enjoy this victory and, invo- and enjoy the championship. All right, so that was uh, that was a interview that I did with uh, head coach uh, DRS head coach here. Uh, I apologize for the quality. Unfortunately, the mics I have uh, are not quite as professional as the ones I'm using now. 
Uh, so the uh, the interview I have a little later on might sound the same. I actually did not get a chance to listen to them before with all the uh, with all the hullabaloo from the championship games. So bear with me on the quality. But let's move ahead. Once again, congratulations to the DRS Wildcats, winners of the JV Basketball Championship today, 43 to 25. In the second game of the day, the Varsity Combatants met for their championship showdown. Uh, two teams not unfamiliar to each other. Eastern Conference champion North Shore Stars and the Western Conference champion Ramaz Rams met up. But before we talk about today's game, like we did with JV, let's take a look at how both got to today's matchup. Uh, Tuesday night semifinal in North Shore featured the home team stars against the upstart Cinderella Heschel Heat, uh, the two-seed out of the West. The visitors started out hot, hitting shots from downtown in the first and outscored the Stars 7-2 in the final two minutes of the opening quarter to open up a 17-11 lead. But the second period belonged to Josh Cohen. Cohen, a senior for the Stars, scored 10 of the quarter's first 13 points and route to 13 on the period and 23 for the game. And at the half, North Shore had taken over the lead up 34-32. Stars caught fire in the second half as Michael Zabrowski and Cody Cohen took over with Zebo matching all of Heschel's field goals in the third by himself. And Cohen scoring 9 of his 17 in the fourth to pull away and top the Heat 74-56. Zach Spire and Kevin Gindy led Heschel in the losing effort, pulling in 17 and 15 respectively. In the other game, Ramaz avenged a regular season loss to the Hafter Hawks, clipping the visitors 51-39 in Ramaz on Wednesday night. So that brought us over to today. In a way, it felt extremely fitting that these two teams would close out the Yeshiva League season, given that the two actually squared off in the first game of the varsity preseason in the Mag and David tournament. In that game, Ramaz held off North Shore 58-54. Jamie Capel led the Rams with 17. And Daniel Berg added 14. Josh Cohen led three stars in double figures with 15. Uh, today's game in YU was phenomenal from the start. The crowd was hot for both sides to the point where the announcer had to restart introductions because he couldn't be heard over the noise. And uh, me sitting at the scorer's table, there were many points where I could not hear the person sitting next to me. The atmosphere was just crazy. First quarter, Josh Cohen opens up the game with a steal and lay-in for two of his six points in the quarter and ten and a half. The two sides traded off the lead, and a Dan Berg runner with 15 seconds to go put the Rams up 10-8 heading into the first break. Coming out of the rest, Berg does it again, nailing a turnaround floater from the elbow. After Cody Cohen hits two foul shots, Ramaz went on a 9-2 run led by a Jamie Capel 3 from the corner. But after a Capel running hook with 2.45 to go, the Stars woke up. Josh Schmuel nailed the 3, then picks up a loose rebound and drives it the length of the court for the bucket. Then Cody Cohen hit an up-and-under shot from the free-throw line to cut the lead to 2. Aaron Tobin has connected on two free throws, but with 24 seconds left, Cody Cohen, somewhat quiet in the first, uh, besides for the three great blocks he had, takes a floater, misses, rips the rebound out of the Ramaz player's hand, and lays it back in. The Rams would add a free throw before the break and would take a 23-21 lead into the locker room. Coming out of the break, Berg again would set the pace, hitting a lay-in and drawing an and-one. Berg would score seven in the quarter, but the Rams, who had leads of five and six, could not pull away as Cody Cohen hit three foul shots, and that's, that's something you want to remember for the day. Uh, to close out the third, and we go to the fourth with Ramaz up only one, 34-33. Foul shots would be key for the Stars in the fourth. Cohen would start off uh, the fourth back at the line, hitting two shots to give North Shore their first lead since around the minute-and-a-half mark in the first. After Nathan Tauber gives Ramaz the lead back, Avery Lubin nailed a three to go up two. On the very next play, Michael Sobrowski steals the ball and sends it over to Josh Cohen, who goes up for the layup and gets pulled down. Ramaz was assessed a flagrant on the play. Cohen would hit one of two to go up 39-36. On the next possession, Cody Cohen would hit four more, well, on the next two possessions, Cody Cohen hit four more free throws and extend the lead to 43-36. At that point, Cohen was 11 for 11 from the line. Uh, fast forward, 2.26 left in the game. Key point, up 46-40 uh, with North Shore up 46-40. Josh Cohen picks up his fifth foul, exiting the game, finishing 13, with 13 points. Berg would hit the two free throws from that foul, and the game was within four. 
Josh Hecht would push the lead back out to six, but Norshall could not contain the fouls, and Haber again connected on two free throws, and with 48 seconds left, the score was 48-44. Norshall possession. Ball winds up in Cody Cohen's hands, and who gets fouled? Obviously Cody. Cohen, steady all night, though, missed two key shots from the line, and Ramaz had life. After a miss, Jamie Capel three. Ellie Amsleg picked up the loose rebound and put it in to cut the lead to two, 48-46 with 16 seconds left. At this point, it was all down to the foul shots. Josh Schmuel would head to the line for North Shore and would hit both to extend the Stars' to, uh, lead to four with 14-7 left. Ramaz inbounds, drives, and Berg goes to the line for two, hitting the first and missing the second, but he picked up the rebound and got another foul inexplicably, sending him back to the line for two more, giving Ramaz more life with 7.5 to go. Uh, Berg hit one, but could not convert on the second, so up two. Josh Schmuel picked up the rebound and was fouled, with the entire gym on its feet. Schmuel nailed both, sending North Shore to its first, to, excuse me, to its first basketball championship by the score of 52-48. to Cody Cohen finished with 18, Josh Cohen finished with 13 before fouling out. Schmuel finished with 9, but with 4 clutch free throws down the back stretch. Uh, Berg had 17, and Capel had 12 for Ramaz in the loss. I'm now going to go to an interview that I had with uh, Elliot Steinmetz, head coach Elliot Steinmetz, uh, just after the game. I'm sitting here with the more well-known Elliot in the Yeshiva Varsity Basketball world, uh, Elliot Steinmetz, uh, head coach of the 2013-2014 Varsity Basketball Champion North Shore Stars. Coach, this is, uh, while this is North Shore's first uh, championship trophy, and this happens to be the fourth second one. How does this compare? special but a different kind of special uh, both teams were just you know teams that had you know junior leadership with with uh, with seniors that were hungry and just you know really just hard-working kids that were really willing to do everything they, they needed to do all season to put themselves in position okay so you mentioned the undefeated season I'm actually going to take you back to before and talk about the loss on the season that I think everybody is thinking about after after brought up last week. You start off the season facing Ramaz in the Bag and David tournament. Uh, did you go back to the game at all to prepare for this one, or has the history of playing Ramaz given you more than enough to prepare for what you game which you play today? <laughs> we did a lot more than go to back to that one. We, we watched that film a few times. We, uh, we watched Ramaz play a couple other games this year on film and, and kind of took uh, everything together to put together our scout and prepare the guys. Uh, but there's no question. We went back to what we saw at the beginning of the season. Uh, we had a little bit of a kind of a framework of a plan in mind, and then uh, you know we, we kind of filled it in based on the uh, the other games that we were able to watch them play. Of course, the difference in this game you had Josh Moore for the entirety, and Josh Moore would prove uh, extremely key in the fourth quarter, which we'll get to in a couple of seconds. Your boys uh, generally haven't had to worry about playing from behind much this season. Uh, at any point between the end of the first and the fourth, when you took the lead, was there any worry? You know, it's funny. I, I get very nervous before games. During the games, you're just kind of in a zone. You don't really, you know, you're kind of just monitoring the game. Yeah, you're, you're always worried when you're down. And you, you know, as long as you're not getting down double digits with a team like ours that kind of has firepower and can really score from all, you know, all five positions, uh, you, don't get, you don't get too worried about it. It was really more of a question of us being able to kind of put together two or three stops in a row. And, and once we were able to go zone and put together two or three stops in a row, we really started to get momentum going offensively, get out in transition and make things happen. So let's talk about the clutch performance that your boys put on from the line. Uh, again, like I just mentioned, Josh Schmuel. Uh, Cody Cohen and Josh Schmuel put in phenomenal numbers on the line, especially in the fourth quarter. How important was that to the victory? 
it, it's huge, and, and and I can go back to that one to the beginning of the season. Also, I, I keep a, I keep a spreadsheet with with, uh, with certain stats that we keep all year. Free throw shooting percentage is obviously you know an important one and one that we have on there. Um, we, we shot seventy percent from the uh, from the line as a team this year, which is a, which is a very high number for a high school team, and it's something that we talked about in the beginning of the year that was going to be very important for us down the stretch and in the playoffs. Okay, so I want to take you now to Cody Cohen being injured in last year's JV championship. Coming back this year at varsity, holding down the fort tonight after Josh Cohen fouled out, scoring 18, and at one point going 11 for 11 from the line. What is his contribution to your squad this year? He he's a special player. You know, it's uh, it, he's he really just does everything. He he plays both sides of the ball. He rebounds extremely well. He, he's ambidextrous and can finish with both hands. And and he just he's he's got it. He just has that 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 mentality that he's you know he, he goes to the line and, and he knows he's making the shots. You know, he gets uh, he gets an open three. He's gonna knock it down. He gets in the post. He's gonna make a move. You know, when he, when we get him get when we get him aggressive, he's 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 you know he's he's a tough player to stop. Okay, now before he fouled out, Josh Cohen was a spark plug for your offense. When he picked up foul number five, was there a change in how you approached the last few minutes of the game? O- only in that we had to get Cody handling the ball. Sorry about that. It was only that we had to get Cody handling the ball a little bit and uh, you know helping us on the. You've been a, you've been a very popular coach over the last few minutes. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, only in that we had to get Cody involved in handling the ball a little bit more in the backcourt. It kind of took away one of our ball handlers. Uh, you know, at the end of the game, you want to keep the ball in, in Cody's hands, Avery's hands. Uh, you know, Lubin, uh, Josh Mool, the guys who we know are going to go to the line, knock down shots. Zabrowski, all those guys are guys who are going to knock down shots, and, and it just meant that we had to keep Cody in the backcourt at the end to help us with the ball. Uh, you know, what Josh Cohen gave us this year and what he gives us every game is is major leadership, major intensity, and and the ability to just go off. All right. So we know from your other appearances on the Nachum Single Network shows that you are well traveled and your resume is well extensive. What's up next for you? Well, I got I got the Sarachek tournament in two weeks, and then uh, we got North Shore Spring League to start for the guys next year, and then we uh, you know we'll start over. So what's up next for North Shore? Again, you this uh, team coming in is a team that last year went to the JV Championship. Can we expect a uh, another showing in the varsity finals next year? Well, we'll definitely we'll we'll be working hard. We get Cody back, we get uh, Josh Heck back, we get a couple of guys uh, you know that that didn't play this year that are going to come back that were on that team, and you know it's just a question of them matching the work ethic that the guys this year put in. If they're willing to put in the same kind of work, then you know they'll put themselves in a position to really do the same you know the same have the same kind of results. Well, we look forward to seeing it, Coach. Again, congratulations. Enjoy the victory, and we look forward to seeing more and better in the future. Thank you. Okay, so that actually that interview actually wasn't so bad. I like I like that. It, it's always better when the uh, when the interview subjects sound better than the host. Uh, but anyways, you're listening to the Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host Elliot Weiselberg, taking you through the week in Yeshiva League sports. Now we're gonna move away from basketball for a bit. And we're gonna move over to the league that's still ongoing. We're gonna move over to the faceoff circle and do a quick recap of the hockey action for the past week. First, we'll start off with Varsity as the last quarterfinal matchup took place Monday night in DRS as the Eastern Conference champion uh, Wildcats hosted the West number 4 seed Ramaz Rams. Uh, DRS jumped out halfway through the first period with a great passing play between Daniel Sofer and Jeremy Barth that sprung Sofer free in the middle who put it right off the crossbar and into the net. Second period, DRS on the power play. Sammy Rauch extended the lead to two with the assist from Sofer for his second point on the night. A minute later, we were treated to a rarity as both teams took multiple penalties, setting up two-on-two hockey action. For DRS, it was the break they needed. Uh, Moshe Knuth and Avi Janikowski took advantage, controlling the play with Knuth getting two shots at the net before passing it off to a wide-open Janikowski at the elbow for a commanding 3-0 lead with 7.05 left to go in the second. Jenna would add another one on a power play later in the game to complete the scoring at 4-0. 
uh, DRS will now host Frisch in one semifinal this Tuesday night. In the other semifinal on Monday night, the TABC Storm will host the Hafter Hawks in the Weather Center. The winner of the two games will meet up on the 23rd in Lawrence Middle School at 3.30-ish uh, p.m. It'll all depend on when the JV game ends. Uh, speaking of JV, moving over to the JV hockey, the finals are all set as both semis took place this past Wednesday night. Uh, coming out of what was effectively the East bracket uh, is East number 1 Rambam, who came back to defeat East number 3 Hafter 3-2 in Rambam on Wednesday night. Rambam opened up the scoring on a goal by Harry Tannen in the first. Uh, second period, Hafter ties up the game on a goal by Zach Pearl and then takes the lead on a Zach, on a, uh, Zach Kramer uh, power play goal early in the third. Uh, late in the third, though, Tannen ties up the game, and then a minute later, Daniel Yitzhaki with another clutch performance, putting in the game winner with just over three minutes to go for the 3-2 victory. In what was pretty much the West bracket, five-time defending champion TABC will attempt to go for number six after defeating West number three SAR 6-1 in the Weather Center. Uh, Daniel Levy notched two goals and two assists. Shuana Orr also added two goals. Zach Rothenberg and Eitan Schneier also put up markers for the Storm. Uh, for SAR, it, as it had been all season, Salman Frail tallied the only score on the night. So, Rambam and TABC will square off in the Battle of Division Champions on the 23rd in Lawrence Middle School at 1.45 p.m. That will be a definite. Uh, the hockey rankings will be making their final appearance in two weeks after the championship game, but because there aren't as many games now, they're going to go on a little bit of a hiatus until we actually crown a winner. But you can find the full varsity and JV rankings from this past year, as well as the junior high hockey rankings, on our Facebook page and on the Jewish Hoops America Hockey Forum. All right, so now that we've covered uh, the boys' sports, we're going to head over to the girls' uh, basketball leagues and take a look at their playoff updates. All three girls' leagues are currently at that, quote-unquote, championship stage. Uh, in girls' A, Frisch and Ramaz will face off in the finals. Uh, Ramaz defeated Bruria 47-33, and Frisch rejected SAR's second upset bit of the postseason, downing the Sting 33-22. In JV, an upset on the week as West number two seed Mayanote defeated East number one Ramaz 44 to 34 to advance to the finals, and will take on West number one SAR, who narrowly defeated West number three Frisch 41 to 39. In the two meetings this season, SAR took both. The finals for both will be this Wednesday, March 12th. Now, the games were initially scheduled for Hafter, but due to the geographic annoyance it would be for all teams, being City and Jersey West teams, the league decided to move the game, apparently to the College of Mount St. Vincent's in the Bronx. The JV game will be played at, seventh, at, excuse me, at 6.30 and Varsity at 8.30. Stay tuned for a more definite answer as to where that game will be played. In girls' B action, uh, Breweria and SKA are playing right now. They're playing in Flatbush. We probably will not get an update for you before the end of this broadcast, but hopefully by the, our next broadcast, we will have an answer for you as to who won that game. Uh, next week is Purim, and we, as an, uh, the network and I have not decided as to whether there will be a show next week. I will let you know as the week goes on if there will be a show. Uh, uh, we will take the time to wrap up basketball, preview the hockey championships on the 23rd, and get a little bit of info regarding the uh, Saracek and Martin Weisselberg Memorial Hockey Tournament. If not, we'll be back in two weeks after the hockey championships with all the updates from Lawrence Middle School, and we will give you a preview of the Saracek action that will take place later that week. So we have a lot of action coming up. Basketball is not officially over. Saracek will be here before you know it. Hopefully we can get an interview with uh, Daniel Gordon, or if not, we can at least just get you the information that we think you need to make your Saracek experience all the better. As always, the games will probably be streamed. Uh, uh, a couple of years ago, they introduced the web streaming, the webcam streaming. 
which has enhanced the experience for people who can't be at the game. Uh, the the commentary is always on par and always above uh, above extraordinary. So hopefully, hopefully this year's Saracek games live up to the same billing of the championship game that we uh, that we experienced a couple of minutes ago. If you missed any part of this episode, you can catch the encore presentation this Tuesday night at 7 p.m. following the Book of Life by Charles Harari. Or you can find the Court Report on iTunes or the Nachum Siegel Network app on iPod. Tomorrow morning, JM the AM with Nachum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m. live on the stream nachumsiegel.com, jmintheam.org, or on your radio 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, 91.9 FM Rockland County. Before I leave you tonight, I want to thank you for joining me. My thanks again to Crown Trophy of Brooklyn for their support. As always, they can be reached at 718-769-4111. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on JM in the AM at around 7.20 with the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update. Uh, Once again, if you haven't visited the Court Report fan page on Facebook, please do so and click the Like tab. Let's get that number up. Leaving you off this week with the words from the wise. I have yet to be in a game where luck was involved. Well-prepared players make plays. I have yet to be in a game where the most prepared team didn't win. That was from Ohio State coach Urban Meyer. All right, guys, hopefully we'll see you next week. If not, in two weeks, right here on The Court Report, only on the Nakamsegal Network. Have a great night.